Good evening. Welcome to the 12th Man Podcast. Happy New Year, first one of 2023. Hope you haven't missed us too much, but we're back. Um, we've had our, we've had our Christmas break. Unlike the Borough, obviously we'll go into that. Um, they've had a very very successful Christmas. So you got me, Steve Jackson. I'm in the main chair. Um, got John Donovan with me. Evening, JD. Now, fellas, everybody okay? We're all doing good. We're all doing good. Um, have a good Christmas. Yeah, I did. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. I had a, a long time off work, so um, so it was relatively pleasant. Good. Always good to hear. Well rested and ready to go. Uh, we've got our second favourite Geordie back with us, Mr. Steve Dixon. Even Steve. Good evening, lads. Uh, happy New Year to you all, and uh, happy New Year to all our listeners. Aye. Um, Steve. Did I say Happy New Year to all listeners? If I didn't, I'm so, I'm so sorry. Happy New Year. Um, have a good Christmas. I did, yes. I, like John, I had a, had a couple of weeks off over the festive period and took full advantage. So, yeah, great. Good. Good. Uh, we've got Mr. Jacob, Jer- Jacob Jervis. Got to get my tongue wrapped around that one. Ian Jacob, you all right? Yeah, evening. Good, thanks. Have a good Christmas. Yeah, it was good. Just a quiet one, really. But, yeah, it was nice. Did you have time off as well? No, I didn't break up till the 21st. So, yeah, yeah, time <laughs> off then. Right. Uh, <laughs> right then. Um, and final guest. Um, <clears throat> you see him bouncing around the bottom of the south stand. We're watching him bouncing around the streets of London. Um, Mr. Yusuf Jam is with us. Evening, Yusuf. Evening, evening. Up the bar. How's it going, lads? Yeah, going really good, mate. Going really good. Have a good Christmas. Yeah, really good, thanks. And yeah, just Boxing Day was better, but yeah, Christmas, Christmas is good, thanks. Good. Right. So plenty to go through. We're gonna we're gonna go through the uh, the festive period. Uh, talk about the games at um at home to Wigan, and I forgot about where we were going there. Uh, Wigan, Blackburn, Birmingham, and uh. We'll, we'll go through all them. Obviously, a really successful Christmas period for the Borough. Uh, we'll talk about Saturday's game in the FA Cup, our brief stint in the Cup this year, unlike, unlike last year. Um, but we've got more important things to worry about this year, haven't we? So, um, we'll talk about Brighton. Um, got a few things to say about Brighton as well, actually. So, we'll go through that. Uh, we'll talk about our new signing, Cameron Archer. He signed on a, on a uh, deal to the end of the season. Uh, on loan from Aston Villa. Uh, what does that mean for Rodrigo Muniz? We'll have a chat about that. And we'll preview the game at the weekend. Massive game against Millwall, who are also chasing the playoffs as well. So they're in really good form. So, yeah, it's, it's a big game, big game. But before I get going, usual question. Are we all all right? Are we all good? All fit and well, yeah. Yeah, Steve, yeah, mate. Good, good. Use is still there, so I'm happy. Right, best crack on. JD, I'll come to you. Um, festive period, obviously. All it, it has a quite a Lancastrian theme to it. Obviously, I know we went to the Burn on New Year, but the games before then, obviously Wigan and Blackburn. But three games, three wins, you can't really ask for more than that, can you? Well, no, you can't. Uh, nine goals scored. Um Three against, so yeah, all around it was uh, it was a fantastic Christmas and New Year. Um, brilliant to see us perform well in front of a fr- full house 
on um, Boxing Day. Uh, the number of times, you know, we've uh, we've enticed the, shall we say, casual supporter in um, on big occasions and, and let them down. But uh, it was a it was a, a good game, uh, a, a good win, uh, and everybody went home happy. So yeah, it was a good win, and it set us up nicely for for the following two games at uh, Blackburn and Birmingham, as you say. Talk us through them up the series as well, because say I, I mean, unfortunately, I wasn't well enough to go to both. Um, absolutely good, I missed them to be quite honest. But I watched them both. Both away ends were absolutely bouncing. What was it like to be in the middle of it? Well, it was uh, it was superb. I mean, we always take um, a, a big following to Blackburn. Um, we had all the lower tier and part of the upper tier, um, and the atmosphere was great. Um, the the South Sand drummer um, made an appearance, so he was uh, he was sort of hammering the songs along. Um, but overall, I mean, I think the team's performance. Um, Ignited the fans, you know, or, or vice versa, you know. But, but it was it was a great day and and a, a really really important win, and I think uh, a win that um, that didn't go unnoticed by a lot of the other teams towards the top of the division. Yeah, so say that so, say that win at Blackburn. That's, it's a big win. I mean, I know they just come off the back of a a, a loss to a Sunderland on a, on Boxing Day, but still, that's. You know they're still third in the league. You know it was a huge, it was a huge victory. Obviously on the road again, um, they still haven't drawn a game off the Blackburn. It's still an incredible record that. Um, but then that took us nicely into New Year's our New Year's fixture. Obviously away to Birmingham, tough place to go, but we we brushed them aside quite easily, didn't we? In the end, I know we got it was quite a slow first half. You know, created a couple of chances, but not too many. But then as soon as the second half got in the gear, we really kicked it into them, didn't we? Yeah, yeah, we, we looked we looked the stronger team for most of the game. Um, obviously, when they got back into it at 2-1, it could have been nervy, but shortly after we got the third and it settled everybody down. Um, like you say, two, two great away performances. Um, Blackburn, we struggled in the first half to get the grips with their... Um, they're beating about offside trap. They, they they were running diagonally and then turning to run it sort of like straight towards goal. And we just didn't get the grips with it. And that's how they scored, um, beating our offside trap. Um, but, you know, talks must have been had at half time and uh, things things changed. And, um, you know, we came out of the blocks fairly sharp, uh, force equalised and then set up McGree for another one of his spectacular away day goals. Uh, so so yeah that 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 was that was um blackburn and that must have given us a bag bag full of confidence to go to birmingham and um i know they're a different proposition uh, birmingham to to blackburn but you know st andrews isn't the, isn't the best hunting ground for us but we um we performed really well um took all three points 3-1 and sent the 1900 2000 fans who were were there uh, home happy Exactly, that's all that matters, isn't it? You know, getting them three points, it was huge um, to keep that momentum going. But I got a Riley McGree's number one fan, Jacob. Um, what did you make of Riley's goal at Blackburn? Yeah, it was a good goal. Um, I still do I, you know, I, I always have the same opinion for a while of the, you know, I think his overall performances aren't as good as what people make them out to be. And uh, he slows the game down too much for me. But yeah, it was a very nice goal and obviously got us the win. 
There you go. Told you he was his number one fan. Um, Steve, what did you make of the uh, the the Christmas period for the borough? You say it was as as John was saying, massively successful one. Yeah, I was I was absolutely delighted. I didn't expect nine points from the three games. To be honest, um, yeah. Middlesbrough generally struggle uh, Christmas and New Year, even though we normally do quite well on Boxing Day. Um, but it was it was it was great. You know, Boxing Day, I thoroughly enjoyed the game. Four goals, sell out Riverside, which is always a fantastic sight. And if you, I heard a few grumblings on social media about the atmosphere. Well, I thought the atmosphere was superb. Uh, it was a game that Middlesbrough controlled from start to finish, and the atmosphere sort of goes along with that. The fans were comfortable, the fans were happy, so I, I thought it was a really good atmosphere. Uh, the Blackburn game to take nearly five thousand down there, superb. And they, they, you know, to, to to give them all something to cheer about with three points, which I thought was going to be a difficult game. I mean, John and you know the lads that were down there, Yusuf and that, there must have been in raptures when. They get three points in that game, which looked a difficult fixture on paper after they just lost to Sunderland. Like you'd said, potential banana skin, but we deserved the three points. Although we played very, very well in the game overall. And then to top it off by going to Birmingham, uh, in what I thought was a really good second half display, I, I was one of those people that you've, you, you've probably heard at the match in, on social media that was thinking... I think Matt Crooks maybe uh, needs to, to move away from playing centre-forward. We could maybe do with more pace up front, more movement. And at half-time, I'll hold my hands up and say I was one of those people that were saying, I think we need to change it up front and move Crooks around or take Crooks off. And wow, did he prove me wrong. Absolutely well played, Matt Crooks. Superb second-half display. Held the ball up, brought people into play, scored two excellent finishes. And then he's... He, to top it all off, he, he, he turns into the prime Messi with a lovely reverse pass into Tuberakpon for the third goal, man of the match display. And it was it was absolutely brilliant. And you know, everything Michael Carrick seems to touch at the moment turns to turns to gold and long may it continue. Wonderful Christmas. Stuff of dreams, really. I mean, there's no support, I would have thought, nine points out of nine, unless they were on the sherry. So well done to Mac, uh, Michael Carrick and all the players. Brilliant Christmas. And well done to all the supporters to back them in such large, large numbers home and away. Yes, Steve, can I just say, you weren't the only one to uh, to ask for Matt Crooks to be hooked. Um, me and Jarvis, uh, me and Jacob Jarvis were stood next to each other um, and I was I was in his ear all saying, Crooks needs to go. You know, we, we've got to change it up front. Anyway, the change didn't come. And I had those words rammed down my throat. So, so yeah, you weren't the only one. Um, I was exactly the same. And long may continue and well played the Matt Crooks. That's what you want. You want players to, to prove you're wrong and come back fighting, don't you? And, and, and boy, did he do it. And I still say to Jacob, your man Riley's doing exactly the same, pal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean... I've got to admit, I was one of them people that said, I think we need to change it up a little bit up front, try something a bit different. But yeah, his two finishes were, I said, the header was, you know, you know, it was a pretty simple chance to take and he took it really well. But the second goal was a, was a fantastic, fantastic finish. And um, yeah, he, he proved us all wrong. You know, he's um, he proved himself wrong because I think he said after the match as well, didn't he? He tried it once when he played for... Um, it was Accrington and he was pretty useless. 
up front. So he's um he's flourishing in a new role and he's enjoying himself. But um Yusuf, I'll come to you. Um good to see you safe. Um uh, firstly. Um what do you make Thank of the Borough's festive period? Yeah, uh, probably three different kind of uh, performances um, and results. Obviously, the the Wigan one was more of the the more attractive one, I guess, uh, in terms of the the style of football that we played, the goals that we scored. Chuba getting a hat trick. I mean, we could have scored more goals. To be fair, disappointing goal to concede, but I thought we could have scored a few more goals. Chuba could have got fourth right at the end. Um, so yeah, that that was a great um, great start to the festive period, and then. Uh, beating Blackburn again, that was such a good result. Being one nil down um, and coming back was was really really um, positive. Um, and then again, Birmingham wasn't great first half, but boy 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 did uh, did we change it around second half where Crooks two very good goals, but also the assist I thought for for for, for Tuba's, uh third goal I thought was uh, excellent. You know where I think he looked to his right, looked to his left. Um, and then he spotted uh, Tuba's run, placed a, a great ball to Tuba. Tuba went around the keeper, scored. So I thought that was great vision from from um, from Crooks. Um, but yeah, it was fantastic. You know, nine points, three different type of performances, um, and you know, especially the Blackburn was vital because of where they were in the table. Um, you know, promotion or uh, playoff contender, just like us. Um, and yeah, maybe a bit of a psychological boost as well if we were, if we were to make the playoffs and, um, you know, the players know they can go to Ewood Park and, and, and get a result. So, yeah, really, really pleased with with uh, all three uh, results and performances. Yeah, what I quite what I liked most about the third goal against Birmingham was that uh, Crooks battled to win the ball himself. Uh, yeah. Then then he was. He was closed down, and we know we know he's not blessed with pace, so he was never going mm. to take them on. But um, the two defenders, they seemed to block or try to block the forward ball. You know, bend it mm. round into the path of Akpom. But he was quite clever. He he, he put it behind them. He, like Steve mm. says, it was a reverse pass behind them, and it was straight into the path. And Tuba uh, done well, one on one, finished it well. Um, sent sent all those in the stands crazy. Mm. You you. you you included Yusuf because I saw you down row one or two. I can't remember which it, which it was, but um, but yeah. yeah. And then you were given uh, you were given the Birmingham fans some stick. Everyone says that I I give the away fans or uh, the, the opposition fans stick, but they abuse me first. What am I supposed to do? Just no, stand there no, and accept I, it? No, I know it. You know what, I mean? what I mean by stick is you give it back to them. You know, so of I mean you you're giving it. You know, you you stood there with your ears ears. Uh, you you. Of hands course. cupped around your ears and you're singing to them. So, yeah, fair play. Of course, yeah. They're calling me embarrassing and whatever. But, you know, even when the Borough fans said, you know, Yusuf, uh, give us a song. Yusuf, Yusuf, give us a song. And I gave you guys a song. And then they replied, you know, uh, what the fucking hell was that? Like, <laughs> at least we're singing. Do you know what I mean? So, listen, <laughs> yeah. we, got, we got the three points. So, you know, buzzing with that. Yusuf, keep on doing what you're doing, man. It's good. Appreciate that. You as well, Jonathan. I can hear you from down, from down below, you know. Don't don't think you you know you, you, uh, people can't hear. I, I can hear you loud and clear, you know. So I, when I hear your voice, I try to get everyone else to join in. <laughs> is so that, is that even the from the north? Starter. Even from the north? <laughs> I don't yeah, I did actually. I heard follow, follow, follow. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I heard that you know when you lot were singing follow, follow, follow from uh, when I was in the south last game actually, and I thought yeah, let's 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 join in. It didn't quite you know go around the whole stadium, but no, I, I can hear you from uh, my seat in the south as well. So yeah, you keep doing what you're doing as well. I've always been gobby. 
<laughs> you can spot your uh, your your uh, your voice for a mile off. So now <laughs> just keep it going. Yeah, he's not wrong. You are not wrong there. But um, hey, no no stands getting there. We've we've got a flag now. So yeah, flag. Yeah, that. we've got a big flag. <laughs> Just, just, just to keep spotting it because we do put it up in in strategic times. So it's, um... <laughs> <laughs> but um, while I've got you on, Yusuf, obviously I, I want to go yeah. into the um, the Brighton game in a minute. But obviously it's been a few weeks since I've had you on. Um, always a pleasure to have you on, as you know. But Thank what you. have you made of Tuba's form? Obviously, we've talked a lot about Tuba's form. He was, he wasn't the flavor of the month at the start of the season. We were all talking about, oh well, I think he'll move on, but. Mm. You know, he's he's had. I think they tweeted out to say was it ten ten goal involvements in nine games. He's top scorer oh, in the well. league now. You know what have you made mm. his form? It's fun. Honestly, it's unbelievable. Like just, he's like a completely different um, player, and from what we saw under Warnock, um, the COVID season, because um, obviously we we only saw him on our you know TV screens or our laptops or phones, whatever. Um, we never actually saw him live um, until. Um, this season, I don't. Well, did he come on last season? I can't remember. But yeah, so we, we never really saw him, and I think everyone, myself included, thought you know he was he was going to move on, and then for whatever reason, um, he was involved in the Marseille game, uh, in that preseason game. Came on was it for half an hour? Mm-hmm. Very very promising performance, and he hasn't looked back since. Um, I mean, you, you can just tell by the squad number he was given twenty nine that he wasn't really seen as someone that they wanted to use you know because number 10 was still free number 11 was free you know though i think number 12 quite a few n- numbers were free uh but they gave him 29 which suggests that it was a short-term kind of measure but yeah he, he was very good in the first game against marseille started the opening day against west brom played very well um and just hasn't looked back you know, do you know what i mean and the fact that he's top goal scorer and i think he missed six weeks through injury as well people forget that he missed six weeks through injury um, and the fact that he's still top goal scorer, scored again against Brighton. Honestly, I, I think it's unreal. Honestly, like, un- unreal. I, I, don't, I don't think if any Borough fans said that they knew that he was capable of this, I, I'd call them a liar because no, no, even the most optimistic fan wouldn't have predicted this. They may think he's, a, you know, a class player, but like this is the best probably form of his, or most prolific form of his career. Because if you look at every season that he's played, like he doesn't have these numbers. So... He's, he's he's just done brilliant, and Carrick's just given him a new lease of life in that number ten role, um, and he's scoring more goals and 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 you know even like not Norwich the second goal when when Crook scored that piece of skill that he did was just unbelievable. So like <laughs> I'm just buzzing with that we've 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 got a player like him. So long may it continue. Definitely, definitely. Ah, uh, Norwich away. That was a great away day. That, um, but no, it was. You know, you're absolutely right. His his form's been incredible. It's, you know, just when you think he's going to slow down, he just picks up again. And say top top score in the league. You know, teams are looking at him now, which you're going to expect, aren't you? But um, mm-hmm. hands off, he's ours. Um, until the end of the season. Well. Well, he's until further in the end of the season now. He's obviously yeah, he's extended, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah. We've exercised that um that clause of his contract for an extra year. So you know, fair play to um to Carrick for doing that, and um mm. yeah, fantastic. He's he's going to carry on, and uh, hopefully he's going to keep going for the rest of the season because you know we've waited so so long for a twenty goal league striker, 
Um, so it'd be it'd be great if he does it. And um, yeah, mm. fingers crossed he carries on on Saturday. But before I start to talk about Saturday, let's talk about last Saturday. Um, <clears throat> JD, obviously we we were at the back of the north stand. Obviously, you know the team came out. There was only one change. Um, I think Lenahan missed out. Was it because of illness? Um, he wasn't very well. So um, Paddy McNair came in. Um, I think it was was it his second maybe his second start under Carrick as he's not, he's not had many. Um, were you there was there was a bit of a split online between should we have rested a few players or should we just try and carry on the momentum? What what camp were you in? Um, I I was keep the strongest team. Um, and and apparently Lenehan had a protective boot on, so it wasn't an illness. It was more like a a foot injury, so we need to see what he's like for the weekend. Mm-hmm. But uh, but yeah, I, I I was one for keeping the um, keeping the team strong because we had a full week to recover. You know, between Brighton game and Millwall, we, we, we've got the full week to recover. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I, w- I was quite pleased when I saw uh, the lineup come out. To be honest, yeah, it, it still could be an illness. You might have a fungal infection. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, um, but I, I just heard it was. Um, I just said he wasn't very well. But um, if uh, he's got a protective boot on, hopefully it's not too serious. But um, no, it was. It was. I was. I'm in the same camp as you. I think it's. Um, why? Why stop that momentum when you've got it? You know, we're we're, we're flying at the moment. Um, Steve, are you in the same camp, or did you think we should have made a couple of changes? No, I'm, I'm with John. I, I didn't see any any need to to make massive changes. Like you said, we have, we've got a week before the Millwall game. We're in good form. You're trying to keep a bit of momentum. So I could understand Carrick's thinking. The one chase, change, as you said, was enforced by his... It was a two-injury, I heard, a two-injury. That's uh, might keep him out for a while, we don't know. Um, fungal a fungal injury. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 hopefully, hopefully not, because he's. I think he's been a really important part of the team that's been doing really well in recent weeks, uh, Lenihan. So I think he, 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 he would be missed if he wasn't part of the the, the, the games moving forward. But no, I, I, I was quite happy with the a reasonably strong side. That I had listened to the Brighton manager before the game and he had more or less said they weren't going to make the same mistake as they did in the League Cup by playing a really weakened team and it cost them against, I think it was Charlton on penalties and they got knocked out. So I was expecting quite a strong Brighton side and I knew Middlesbrough have any chance of aggressing would have to go strong because Brighton this season, they've got a genuine chance of finishing the top six of the Premier League. And the way they play with the, the, the pressing game and the quick passing, it was always going to be a tough game for Middlesbrough regardless of how we're, how we're lined up against them. And that's, that's, how, that's how it unfolded in front of them, unfortunately. And, you know, we had a go first half. We matched them. I thought we were unlucky to be behind at half time. But second half, let's just be honest, class told in the end. I, th- I thought Middlesbrough made it easy for them um, in, in terms of I thought we could have put a few tackles in. I thought we could have made ourselves a little bit more di- difficult to get in behind. And the, the, some of the defending was really, really poor um, on certain goals. But you know, let's be honest, they were a class act, they were a good side, and we got beat by the better side on the day. And I don't really think any Middlesbrough fan leaving the stadium would have been devastated or really that upset because I think we all realise the bigger picture is 
getting into the into the playoff spots and getting a few more points on the on, on the board. Yeah. Exactly. No, you're absolutely right. Um could be an ingrown toenail. There's another one. I will think of a good one that's not gonna cut them out for too long. But um no, it's you're absolutely right, you know, just bigger things to worry about this season. You know, I, I felt I felt last season maybe our FA Cup run did, you know, hinder our chances at the playoffs because it did take a lot out of us that run. They say even though it's it was amazing to be part of. I absolutely loved every minute of it. Um, some unbelievable memories from last year. But um, Jacob, I'll come to you. Um, <clears throat> did we give? I mean, I don't know how you feel. Did we give Brighton too much respect? Because I felt we stood off them a lot in that game, especially in the first half. Because they passed the ball around us really well. I know the Premier League's about a second quicker than the than the Championship. I get that, but they just seem. We we looked a bit static at times. Yeah, I think in spells we, you know, I think we had that where we, I mean, we sort of made it one one out the blue, and then the ten or fifteen minutes after that, I thought we were we we'd slightly made ourselves well in the game and something to worry about for a bit, but then it sort of went back to just yeah, a bit like we were just happy to watch them with the ball until they scored, but obviously they they were finding the pockets of space and getting in behind, and I. And the way it was going, it was only going to be a matter of time before they scored a couple of goals. But yeah, I'd have, I'd have liked us to um, impose ourselves on the game a bit quicker in the first 10 minutes, to be honest, because I think that's where, that's how you get these type of teams. You, as soon as it starts, you, once you do impose yourself on the game, you've, uh, you've got much chance of scaring them and getting a couple of chances. But no, I think we gave them far too much respect in that sense. No, you're absolutely right. Um one player I pick, I'll pick out. I mean, it's, it's I'm not, I'm not going to be harsh on him, but do you think Tommy Smith will have nightmares about Bitoma for the next few nights? Uh, I think it was definitely a game we could have done with Dyke Stiglin, Put it that way. It, it was a tough afternoon for him, but I mean, let, let's mm. be fair, he's had a, he's had a good season so far. Oh, yeah. Absolutely, um, he's done really well, and uh, yeah, yeah, Bright, Brighton, Brighton are a good team. I mean, it's, uh, it, it, it's. It's interesting to see the different trajectories that the club, both clubs, have taken since we beat them in in May of the, our promotion year. Was it twenty sixteen? Mm-hmm. You know, um, we've gone on different journeys, and uh, and and they're they're on the up. Obviously, uh, investment helps, but they they they're a good example of of a club who, who pick up good players for relatively small fees, and and then. And then use them to 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 bolster them for a short period of time and sell them on at vast profits. So they've established themselves now in that uh, in that Premier League. And like you say, that the currently is it seventh or eighth, whatever in in the Premier League, and and that they're looking to push on. So so fair fair play. I mean, um, they they were good on Saturday. Yeah, I, think, I think it was I think it was fair to say on Saturday, Michael Carrick got carricked because the way we play. Against teams in the championship with Zach Stefan at the back, superb with his feet, knocking it into the midfield, the Hackney and House and drawing people in. And then we turn them, you know, into our our, our possession based favour. We go on to four on five and five on four and, you know, get in behind them and, 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 and score goals that way. I think Brighton done that to us on Saturday. They kept the ball at the back, they kept it with the goalkeeper and they passed it around. And we were caught and tied with it, you know, 
do we go and try and hunt the ball down? But if we do, they're going to get in behind us. Or do we just sit with 10 behind the ball and, and let them come on to it and try, to try, try and pick up the ball in the halfway line? And it was frustrating because we're the home side and the fans demand that you go and win, win the ball and put a tackle in and hunt them down. And I think one of the, it was one of the last goals, either the fourth or the fifth goal. That's exactly what we're doing. We went hunting them down. And the fans in the Middlesbrough fans were cheering as the Middlesbrough players went careering around their back four, trying to nick the ball off the Brighton defenders. And that's what the Middlesbrough fans wanted to sort of show that little bit of effort. And what more was busy towards the ball. And they just passed it around when broke on and scored again. And that was always the danger against the side as good as Brighton now with World Cup winners who are doing it to Liverpool and doing it to Arsenal. It, when they play in opposition, no disrespect to ourselves, who are a good championship side, you know, it's very, very difficult to play against. And I think Michael Carrick always knew on Saturday that was going to be the difficulty for his tactics because we play almost, or we're trying to play the game that they're doing now. But how do you play against somebody who are actually better than you? It was a really difficult one on Saturday for Michael Carrick. It's it's interesting, isn't it? You know, to uh, to think that with our virtually our full strength side, we were well beaten by um, a, 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 okay, a good a good Premier League team. Um, you know, it just shows how far we've got to go. You know. If, if we do achieve promotion this year by the playoffs, um, just how much of improvement w we need to make just to keep ourselves uh, afloat and, and in that Premier League because it's, it's very, very tough. Some teams have achieved it, you know, uh, uh, Wolves. Um, I know they're in the bottom three at the moment, but Wolves have been up there a few seasons. Bright, uh, Brighton, um, Brentford. So it, it, it is achievable that you can go up and um, and avoid that first season return and 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 try and sort of just build build on that Premier League status, but it's um, it's a it's a tall order, and uh, you know there's a lot of work for us to do. I'm I'm hoping, John, just what you said there, totally agree. I'm hoping for Saturday against Millwall. It actually could give us the kick up the backside that we need because I think maybe he's, you know. Middlesbrough players are probably, with all the praise they've been getting lately and the great run they've been going on, maybe they've got thought they were better than what they were. And that's been a huge reality check to say if we need to get the playoffs and try to get the Premier League, that's the level that we're going to be at next season if we happen to get up and we're miles off. So it was a reality check. And I think Michael Carrick can use that to his advantage this week with the players, reminding them of where we are and where we need to get to and use it as motivation for Millwall. And what, what you were saying earlier on, uh, Jacob, about coming out the traps in the first 10 minutes against Brighton and not, not happening and we weren't closing them down and putting tackles in. I fully expect that against Millwall. I think Middlesbrough on Saturday against Millwall will do exactly that. They'll come out the traps with a point, a point to prove to the manager and to the supporters. And I think it might actually, fingers crossed, work in our favour for Saturday. Yeah, no, I, I, I hope it does because I, I, I took... A bit of interest in what Michael Carrick said after the game, actually, you know, see which way he went with it. You know, obviously, you know, it was a disappointing, you know, scoreline, but he wasn't too downbeat about it. He just, you know, he said he couldn't fault us. You know, you dust ourselves down, we, we'll go again on Saturday. I think he recognised it was a different level 
that we played at the weekend, you know, it really was a different level. I thought at times Brighton were unplayable. Some of the football they were playing was really good. And um, <clears throat> to say Graham Potter, Potter left them, was it two months ago, two, three months ago he left them? And there were people were a bit worried about Brighton. I think Roberto De Zerbi has done an unbelievable job with them. And there's some really, really good players in that squad. And, um, yeah, I'll keep an eye on Brighton this year. I think they'll do really well. Um, but I do I do feel that that scoreline did flatter them a little bit. Simply because as soon as the third goal went in, I felt we down two was a little bit. Because we made all them subs, didn't we? And all of a sudden it was like, right, focus is on next week. You know, take, you know, game over now. You know, as we all felt in the stands. But, um one person that didn't give up, I noticed at the bottom of the south stand, jumping about, last uh, twenty minutes or so, um, smiling away. You know, <clears throat> what did you make of the atmosphere the last ten minutes or so? Because even though we were four one five one down, Yusuf, the place was still upbeat and, and still behind the team, wasn't it? Yeah, and I think the majority of fans were very. They're, they're knowledgeable. They know, like. Brighton are a quality side, do you know what I mean? Um, and it wasn't through a lack of effort or whatnot, just Brighton were, were better than us. And and I think we can learn so much from what Brighton have have, have done because obviously, uh, like it was alluded to before, um, you know, when we got promoted seven years ago, um, that, you know, from the, the, the change from Brighton now and then and us from now and then, it's like completely different. I mean, uh, I think that who did they have Chris Hutton in charge at the time. This, the following season, they got promoted, um, and then a couple of seasons in the in the Premier League, Chris Hutton kept them up, playing defensive football. They got rid of him because apparently it was defensive. They got in Graham Potter, changed the style of play, um, got more attractive, and um, you know a, a couple of seasons under him, and then obviously they've got the new the the, the new calf who's, who's got them playing a different style of football as well. So, I mean that's just the perfect. Um, way to to run a club like people have said in terms of spending virtually you know not not much really um so you know if 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 we can definitely look at certain clubs we can definitely look at, at brighton so i think yeah the majority of fans knew the, the the levels and yeah there was a real optimism there was no like booing or any negativity because we, we got beaten by the better side five one yes it was it was it was you know flattering scoreline you know maybe two maybe three one would have been a, a fairer scoreline because they were better than us but five one was definitely uh, a flattering scoreline for them but like uh, Steve said before you know maybe it's a kick up the backside that they needed because naturally if, if you're on such a good run of form you, you know you might think that you're the best uh, you know uh, players in the world and you might think oh it was all down to Chris Wilder why the club you know wasn't doing so well at the start of the season well you know uh, Maybe Chris Wilder has his blame, of course, but it's not all down to Wilder. I mean, some of the players were underperforming as well. So, um, yeah, it was it was a big up the big kick up the backside, and maybe Carrick uh, will also have a kick up the backside in terms of maybe think you know realizing that you know is a bigger job than he thinks, um, and we, we we do need new players as well in certain uh, key positions, and hopefully we 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 add that. No, no, you're absolutely right. It's um, I say you, 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 you've all made good points. You know, it, sometimes you do need that bit of a reality check, don't you, to say you know we're not, we're not, we're, you know we're on, we're on the way. We've we've progressed really well, but we're not there yet. 
I think that's what Saturday showed. You know, that's the that's the standard we've got to meet to get to be a Premier League club established, as well as Brighton are. So you know, it was yeah, it was interesting viewing on Saturday. Um, I say the score was a bit demoralising, but as I say, I thought it was a bit flattering on um on Brighton. But um, before I move on, we'll uh, we'll talk about man of the match. Um, I'll stay with you, Yusuf. Who was your man of the match on Saturday? I know it's really tough to ask after a five-one defeat. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's. T- I mean, I don't think anyone really performed to the level that they're capable of. I mean, I thought even Hackney had a, a pretty poor performance by his high standards. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's really difficult. I mean, it's it's hard to. Do you know what? I'll, I'll, I'll say Riley McGree just for the crack, just to make Jacob happy. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> just for the crack, I'll say Riley McGree because honestly, I, I I don't know. I really don't know. But yeah, Riley McGree. <laughs> Steve? I think it's uh, very difficult to give anybody man of the match in a, in a 5-1 home defeat, to be honest. Uh, I thought the support as of 21,982 was an exceptional attendance, by the way, for a third round cup tie. Um, I know Brighton are a Premier League side, but they're not really a side that you you flock to the Riverside to watch in terms of a name. I thought it was an exceptional attendance, so I'll give it to the supporters because I'm reluctant to give it to any of the players after the five-one home defeat. I think it's uh, I think you know you, you tube up on well done getting your fourteenth goal, uh, but other than that, it's a it's a no from me. Okay. I feel like I was on the X Factor there to know from me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, JJ? Um, I'll give my man of the match to Yusuf uh, of the South Stand. He never stopped. I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> he really didn't. Um, Jacob? Um, Akpom, because he scored. But no, I don't really want to give it to anyone. But yeah, Akpom. I feel like I'm flogging a dead horse here. Um, yeah, I'm going to give it to Yusuf. There you go. <laughs> well done, Yusuf. Have, uh, have, we got an, have we got some sort of award for him? Um, I don't know. I, I tell you what, Millwall in the fan zone will get you a beer. Okay. There you go. There you go. We'll get you a pie on work on Saturday. But um, one thing I want to talk about from Saturday, obviously, we got our first glimpse, JD, our new signing. Obviously, Cameron Archie's just joined him from um, from from Villa. Um, had a really promising loan spell at uh, Preston last season, including what I thought was a really um, at the time I was really peeved off about it. But he played really well against us in the last day of the season. Um, thoughts on the signing? I think it's a really good one myself. Yeah, I do. Yeah, um, we, we you know we, we can't take anything from. Saturday's cameo um, appearance. Um, just looking at what what he achieved at Preston, um, he he obviously knows what the championship's about. Uh, he had offers from other clubs, um, including Preston, to go back there, mm-hmm. uh, and we we managed to get his signature. Carrick seems very enthusiastic about him, and listening mm-hmm. to what. Um, Cameron Archer's had the same self. He's keen to get going and, you know, he wants to 
make his mark. He wants to prove it. He wants to get back in. He, he wants to get in the Villa team, doesn't he? So he he's not come here just to sort of like um, kick his heels, sit on the bench. He wants to play. So if we if we if he can produce for us what what he produced for Preston um, last season, then it's a benefit to us. Well, that's it. I mean, I, I, I'm just looking at his stats now. He scored seven goals in 20 games, so just under the one in two mark, which is a decent level for the championship for me. I say, if you can get a goal every two games, I think you, you you're not far off the mark where you need to be in this league. But um, Jacob, what are you thinking about Cameron Archer? You know, are you, are you looking forward to seeing him developing this Borough team? Yeah, I was. Um... You know, we'll we'll have to see how he plays for Borough. I mean, nothing means anything on past like we've signed players in the past who are supposed to be good and have been shit for Borough. So we'll see how he gets on. But yeah, I hope he's good, and uh, I hope he gets more minutes on Saturday. And hopefully, against the Millwall team, he should get more minute, more more the ball. Sorry, um, than what he did against Brighton. There you go. Let's hope he's not shit. Um, <laughs> but no, no, you're absolutely right. It's um. Like JD said, we can't really judge him on, on Saturday. He's going to get hopefully a lot more time um, this weekend. But, you know, I'll hear what you think about should you be included from the start or um, or not. But, Steve, what are you thinking about this signing? I think he's a decent a decent prospect and looks a decent player. He's, he's got four, and four, four goals and four games for the England and the 21s as well, which is pretty impressive. However, my only reservation with him is Michael Carrick is, I've heard said he's, he could be the final piece of the jigsaw in terms of the forward positions. Now, that's fine if you're going to play him. But if you're going to play him, who are you leaving out? Because you've got Crooks, who's in really good form, six goals. He's got four or five assists. You've got Akpom, 14 goals, playing really well. You've got, obviously, Watmore, who's decent off the bench, coming on, changing a game. And I go back to last season under Chris Wilder where we had on paper three, well, sorry, two good strikers in Balogun and Sparrow in terms of numbers and reputation and also signed Connolly. That's another another you know conversation. But we had the three of them. And we played Connolly and Sparrow and Balogun sporadically during the season and they come on for bit parts. One would come on, one would go off. And... I felt I felt that hampered with the wards the end of last season where we never stuck to a, a forward couple of players to forge a partnership. We kept changing it and chopping and changing it all the time, along with the obviously young Josh Coburn. Now, for me, if if he's gonna be a success Cameron Archer at Middlesbrough, we need to be brave and either say we're brought in to be the man, you're going to be the man that's going to fire to the Premier League or to the playoffs. We're going to play you. And you're going to play and you're going to start, then we're going to give you a chance. If we're going to go down the route of him starting to be an impact player, like we're doing last season with Balogun and Sparrow, I'm not so sure that's going to work out as good as we think. So it's a difficult one for the manager because he's either going to have to go with his good instinct, he's brought him in to score goals and fire up, the, up to the Premier League and back him and keep him in the team, or he's going to have to have a difficult conversation with one of our forwards where they end up on the bench. So it'll yeah. be interesting to see which way does it. Yeah, I mean, um, I think there's a decent, decent sort of forward partnership development between Marcus Force and um, uh, Chuba Akpom. Um, 
Personally, Mark Crooks to me is not a forward player. I know he's done well when asked about, um, but he, he just well, he's not a forward. Um, Cameron Archer's a forward. Michael Force is a forward. We've got what more we've got at from. Um, so I think we've got a decent, decent, we've got a few decent options there. But I agree, Steve. If we've brought him in, um, then then give him the chance. Don't be giving him 10 or 15 minutes here and there because you just, he's not going to get going. It's going to be difficult because if he, if, if he comes on for 15 minutes or two or three games and he doesn't make an impact, some fans will write him off and say he's, he's not what we thought. But we have to give him that chance. We have, we have to give him um, games or plenty of time within games, uh, full halves, just just to make sure that he can sort of get used to our style of play. We're different from Preston. Um, I know they do a lot on the training pitch, but actually match day experience is vital. So I, I, would, I would love to see him get the chance. Um, and if you were to ask me who should give way for him, then then I would say it would be Crooks from, from the forward options. I think Crooks should be either dropped back into midfield or maybe he's sort of come off, off the bench. Um, but we've brought him here with a big reputation, with um, a successful loan spell pressing behind him. So, yeah, give him that opportunity. I mean, the, the, the obvious thing, like you just said there, John, to me, would be Crooks drops back in on the right-hand side because I don't think Force is a natural right-sided player. And you drop you drop Crooks back into the right side and then it's a straight decision. Do you go with Akpom in Archer or do you go with Akpom in Force as your two strikers? Uh, but if he's brought Archer in because he thinks he's going to be the boy, then for me, you've got to back him and give him, give him game time and you've still got Force as a really, really... A good player to bring on either on the right side or up front, and that 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 that's how I would go. But I, I do if, if he thinks he's as good as what he's he said he is. For me, he's got to play him. That's what he's brought to the club to do to score goals, and he's only going to score goals on the pitch. Yeah, it's good we've got him early as well, you know, because um, rather than getting him on the thirty first of January, we've got him in early, so we get a couple of extra games out of him. Um, so, so, so that will that will help us if he does well. Um, so yeah, let, let's use him. Let's use him wisely. Let's say, let's believe in him and, and 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 give him the chance to show us what he's about. No, no, that's it. I mean, I think this sign is not just Carrick signing for me. I think Kieran Scott had a lot to talk, of influence on this one because um, I think. What I was reading, what I was um, seeing, uh, I think we had a bit of interest in him in the summer as well. So, um, but I think Gerard made it clear that he wanted to be part of his Premier League plans and keep up with the Premier League squad for the season. So, obviously, then plans have changed now. Unai Emery's gone into to Aston Villa, but and it's obviously benefited us. But um, I'm looking forward to seeing him get into this team. I think he's going to be a, a really exciting addition. I thought. When we went, especially when we went to the uh, the last game of the season last year, um, I know we had a lot riding on it, you know, a win could have got us in the playoffs, etc. But he was one of them players that absolutely tore us to shreds at times. He was he was quick, he was in and about us, he was he was direct, he 
he was just tricky to deal with and that's the kind of player I think will fit in his formation really well. Um, I can see you nodding away there, Yusuf. I, I presume he's got your approval this this signing. Oh, 100%. 100%. And I think we need strength uh, in depth. There's no um, harm in having, you know, uh, quality players in various positions because what it will do, it will make, you know, Matt Crooks step up his form and, uh, you know, and performances and training. It will help, you know, Chuba, you know, keep his, you know, feet on the ground and keep maintaining his form and Marcus Force. And so I, I always think it's good to have as many options as possible because it just raises the the levels. Because if, if there's no competition, then people start to get a bit, um, like, you know, uh, laid back and too relaxed, which we don't want. And also, you don't know, we might have injuries and suspensions and then people might say, well, we haven't got, you know, good enough replacements. So I think it's it's only a, a positive a positive sign. He probably, you know, I think we'll, we'll keep the starting 11 probably for now, you know, until there's an injury or, you know, Crooks' form has dipped or whatever. But I think, you know, um, there, there's, no, there's no harm in... in um, Inotcha just yeah working hard in training and and you know waiting for his opportunity because there's there's lots of games to go and um you know there's just you know there's gonna be games where we're gonna need something a little bit different um and whatnot. So yeah, I, I just think it's a, a very positive uh signing and ticks lots of uh, boxes. We just need probably another um winger and maybe another creative midfielder and maybe another backup for Johnny Housen. Um I think yeah, three more signings and but yeah, because I'm happy with our defensive cover. Um, I think yeah, Bowler and Giles at left back, and Smith and Dyke still at right back. Then we've got um, Fry, Lennyhan with um, McNair and uh, Clark when he's fit. It's just yeah, Housen. But we need backup for Housen. And so I'm I'm answering a question that they haven't even answered. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> sorry, Steve. <laughs> Me rambling. All I, say, all I would say is keep coming out your way from Pally fan. <laughs> yes hopefully he's learned his lesson from Connolly yeah <laughs> yes keep him away from Pally Park please yeah um, no I mean you don't want much there do you three signings um, you mentioned yeah. there Paddy McNair do you see him staying because I don't I mean probably I mean, he, he's, he's at the age uh, stage of his career he needs to obviously play uh, football um, and he's not playing football at the minute Um and he's he's probably one of our players that is actually an asset that we can actually get reasonable money. I'm not saying 10 million, but we can definitely get three, four million, um, I think. Um, you know, um, so he's 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 an asset. I think if 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 there's a player maybe in the lower leagues or whatever that we think can be a good backup center off, because obviously Fry and Lenihan are, you know, the first choice, um, then yes. Uh, he'll obviously kind of move on, but uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, I mean, it's difficult to say, but I, I, I would be surprised to see him um, stay on because, like I said, he needs to play football. Um, just a look there, you just said there, Penny is at the age now, he's 27. Yeah, he needs to play football. Yeah, yeah, I, I thought you meant at the age he's, you know, he's, he's starting to move on a bit. I thought, no, oh, no, no, not, not to climb, no, no, no. <laughs> he's at the age where he needs to play like this should oh, be the best years of his uh, career <laughs> no 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 I, I, I'm not saying it's like, no no it's not the end of his career I mean no I think I mean Housen yeah Housen and players like that you know he's like 33 that's like the yeah. latter end of his career but I'm not you know McNair I, what I meant was 
this is like his best years of his career. So he shouldn't be spending, you know, a 27 year old shouldn't be spending the time on the bench, um, especially if you're a centre half. So yeah, that, that, that's what I meant. Not that he's um, old and he's finished. <laughs> and I was just, I was just sat, sat looking at off thinking, oh, oh God. Sorry, I, know, I need to clarify that. No, no chance. He's still got another five years or so of, of football. I think, Paddy, I think Paddy struggled last year, didn't he? Because he played about 60-odd games, didn't he, for Northern Ireland in Middlesbrough. And mm. I think he had a lot of football. And I think, it, you know, I think it took its toll on him. And I think this season, with the season being shorter with the World Cup and everything, I think it's, I think, I think it's uh, took its toll on him. And I, I wouldn't be surprised if Paddy McNair comes back really strong next season. But are we going to wait till next season? Are we going to cash in? So that's that, that's that's that. I, I wouldn't be surprised if we cashed in because we're also linked with that Dan Barlazer from uh, yeah, that, Robin as well, the midfielder. That's something I was going to say. That's something that uh, is a potential um, understudy uh, for Johnny Hansen. Yeah, mm. uh, he was highly thought of at Newcastle, and I think it was under Steve Bruce. And a lot of my pals up here were a couple of years ago saying how good he was, and he was going to be the next player to break on the scene for Newcastle, and they were all. Very surprised when they when they let him go. Uh, so he's done well at Rotherham. I think he was player of the year last season at Rotherham and got promoted to the championship. And he's continued to be good this season. So they're on about he may cost seven hundred and fifty thousand ish. I think that'll be a good bit of business for a a creative defensive midfielder who's got a bit of a better passing range than we than we have currently in the squad. He might be a, a quite an astute signer if we can get him over the line for less than a million quid. And then I'll be the uh, third favourite Jody for you, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> you see, you beat me to that, though. I was going to say, you'll make, that'll make you all third favourite, Jody, and we can't have that. Not not at the moment. Um, you've, you've gave way to Michael Carrick for now, but um, no, you're absolutely right. It's, it's it's someone we spoke about, I think, before Christmas, didn't we? You said that um, Dan Barley's, who was, um, was linked with us, and I think he's, um, the, the rumours haven't gone away. I don't think he's, 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 He's crossed him himself, to be honest. You know, he's just said, let's see what happens, which basically means, yeah, if the move comes out, I'm, I'm all for it. So, well, I mean, he's a northeast lad. I know Northern yeah. isn't that far south, but uh, a move back closer to home uh, would definitely suit him. Everywhere's, everywhere's too far down south for us, John. Nearest away, just two hours away. So. But, um, no, you're absolutely right. You know, you know, get, getting back up north, um, Back to his um his people and um I think it'd be a good sign and I think it'd be a good um a good um, deputy to Johnny Elson. Like with like Goose have said there, he's not getting he's not getting any younger, unfortunately, as much as we like him too, because he's uh, he's been fantastic. But um no, he's gonna be good. One player I want to mention though before we talk about um Millwall uh, to finish everything up is obviously with Archer coming in, Rodrigo Muniz. I think he's only had is it just under an hour's playing time under under uh, Michael Carrick. It's not long. You know, is he going to be the one that makes way? You know, I think Fulham are looking at um, options now to get him back because they see his, his footballing time has been limited. Um, would, be, would it be a massive miss if he went back? It's, it certainly appears that um, it, he'll, he's not figuring uh, under Carrick in his plans because... You know, like you said, I was talking to uh, Jake about Birmingham. You know, and we had Crooks playing up front, yet we had Mooners and Watmore on the bench, and I, I just couldn't sort of, I couldn't understand why. Anyway, 
as we know, second half, Crook showed me why. But uh, yeah, it doesn't it doesn't bode well for um, him staying at, at Butter throughout the course of January. Yeah, as, as I say, came out as a full and we're looking at their options now because um, you know, end of the day, you send a player out on loan for game time, and he's not getting that in the moment. So, you know. We'll have to keep an eye on that one. Um, hopefully, Cameron Archer is not the, the the only one that comes through the door this month. Um, I'm expecting a couple to leave. Um, couple leaving on loan. Um, but yeah, let's talk about Millwall. But before I mention Millwall, um, I want to say happy birthday to Steve Gibson. I know he, I know he likes a little bit of a listen. Um, but it's it's his birthday today. You know, many happy returns, God. Um, you know, I, I suppose it was God's birthday in December, but he's not my God. So, um, <clears throat> yeah, happy birthday, Mr. Gibson. Um, how old is he now, John? 65. 65. It's a big birthday, isn't it, this one? Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's one of those um, sort of like landmarks, isn't it? Exactly. I think it used, um, to be, it used to be 18, 21, and then, I don't know, whatever. After 21, is it 30, 40, 50, 60? Then it gets shorter. <laughs> oh, no, my, know, thir- I'm, I'm not there. my 30th was my 30th was in lockdown, so I did nothing for mine. So, <laughs> um, but, um, no, many happy returns, um, Mr. Gibson. Um, and I know, JD, you're going to pop this out, um, on social media, um, because I think it's cause something we're going to do in the next couple of weeks, isn't it? If you had one yeah. question to ask, Mr. Gibson, yeah, we, yeah, we, looks like we may get the opportunity to have a, have a chat with him. And um, so, anybody who's listening, I'll, I'll put it out on social media. If you could ask Gibbo one question, what would it be? Yeah, so you go. Um, yeah, get your get your thoughts in, get your questions in, and um, you never know, might pick one to ask the main man himself. Um, Right, Millwall, big game Saturday. Millwall are flying in the league. JD, Millwall's one of them teams that always pose a little bit of a problem to Borough. Um, they've got a decent record at the Riverside. I know they haven't, they've not been as successful the last few years, but they have come to the Riverside before, previous, and they've had a good de- record here. You know, this is a team we've really got to keep an eye on on Saturday, isn't it? Well, yeah, they're. they're uh... Uh, the level on points with us, um, game in hand, uh, so that you know that that they're not there for no reason. That they've, they've been, um, that they've had a decent season. So yeah, definitely um, an opponent to be wary of on Saturday. But we've got home advantage. Hopefully, we'll get a big noisy crowd to shout the team on, um, and. We can we can bounce back after losing our last home game five one. Hopefully, you know we've had that um, shot in the arm, the kick up the backside, call it what you will, um, and and we respond to it. And uh, yeah, uh, it, it it will be a big game to win. It'd be a massive game to win because I know their last away game they went to Watford and won. Mm-hmm. So you know it's it's a huge test, and you know they've got a few players to keep an eye on. Um, I'll come to our London correspondent now, um, Yusuf. <laughs> um, but you know, Millwall have got a lot of problems that they can put the causes, haven't they? 
yeah, but we've got problems that we can cause them as well. I know you said the middle are flying, but but so are we. I mean, yeah, I think uh, we're at home. So I think we have to approach the game with a positive mindset um, and look at what we can do. You know, obviously give Millwall respect because they're a good side, but we can also cause them problems. So I, I think it's important that, yeah, we, we try to remember that and, and, and try to be as positive as, as 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 possible because I definitely think we can we can win and uh, we have to I think I think it's an important game because I mean the next four games you know they're vital three of them are at home so I think we just need to and the other one's Sunderland away so I think the next four games are vital 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 so I think if we can get ten points out of twelve then do you know what I mean that's that's that that's that 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 will do me. That's me, Tol. I was trying to big it up as a big game and he just absolutely <laughs> blew up the water. <laughs> so, there you go. Um, Jacob, um, would you bring Archer in for this game? Or is it a game too soon? Would you keep him on the bench and bring him on later in the game? You know, what, what kind of team would you put out on Saturday? No, I'd, I'd make two changes. I'd take I'd drop Cooks to the bench, put Archer up front, and I'd drop Force and put Watmore out wide. Ooh. Why Watmore? I love Watmore, he's brilliant. <laughs> oh, there you go. If, uh, if you're listening, Mr. Carrick, play Watmore, he's brilliant. Um, no, no, I, 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 why drop force, though? That's that's the question I want to ask. Why why force? Well, I just think if you... It's, it's quite a tricky one, really, because I just think if... The argument for him to play up front is different to out wide. I, I don't think he, he offers as much as he does out wide and what he does up front but I'd, mm. you know we've brought Archer into play and we've got Akpom who's undroppable at the minute so I just think that's the and I think Watmore's got an eye for ball more than what Force does and he Watmore's a di- I like wingers to be direct and wide players to get at people and I think Watmore as soon as he gets on the ball he gets at people he, he, he likes mm. to cut in for a shot and sometimes I think Force is a little bit too hesitant to shoot and take his man on a bit like how Jones has now where he's lost his confidence a bit but yeah, so I go with Watmore. Uh, I was just I was just about to come to that. Would you would you not think about putting Jones in for this one? No, uh, not not for me. There you go. There's another argument blowing out the water. Um, Steve, what kind of squad would you, would you make the same change that Jacob would make, or would you make anything different? I wouldn't like to change too much. Uh, you know, I think we've been quite settled. And it's been working. Forget about the cup game against Brighton. We've won the last three off the spin. So I wouldn't like to change too much if we can get away with it. I, 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 as I say, I don't know the, the Lenehan situation, if that's enforced. Hopefully he comes back into the team if he does. Um, the big question is, like you've just said, would you start Cameron Archer or would you bring him off the bench? I think, even though I said earlier on, we need to give him a run of games and give him game time, I would probably start with more or less what we've went with. I, w- I, w- I would like to, th- to think we would maybe put Crooks back on the right of midfield and go back to Tuba Akpom in the hole behind Marcus Force. So I think we'll get more out of Marcus Force and that, that little bit of a partnership with Tuba Akpom. But I like Crooks on the side because he gets in the box. Um, and I think we're more balanced with Crooks on the right somehow. So that that would probably be, I, I would go with, with that, you know, McGree on one side, Crooks on the other, and Akpom behind Force, something like that. Uh, but, you know, 
Carrick will know what he's doing. He'll have a he'll have a plan. Obviously, if he's if he's going to bring Archer on, I'd like to see him give him maybe half an hour, give him a good chance to to impress in front of the fans and make a goal. But it's a, it's going to be a tough game. They, they they've only lost one in the last nine. In Middlesbrough, have only lost one in the last ten. Yeah. Uh, but uh, you know, a, a little a little bit against what you, I think it was Jacob said about giving Millwall respect. I would give. I was it was it might have been Yusuf. I I would give them no respect whatsoever. Because the one thing Millwall wouldn't give Middlesbrough any respect, they'll be right with faces, flying at the tackles. And I think we've got to be exactly the same, match them up. And hopefully Middlesbrough's superior class on the ball, they'll uh, just do enough to win the game. Because it is a big few weeks coming up with Millwall and Sunderland next two weeks. And I think if we can get four points out the next two, I think that'll be a really good return. Yeah, I, I I would agree with that, but I really want to beat them, them twats up the road. I really do. I didn't see which way it would happen. I might draw a Millwall and beat them. Nah, <laughs> that's true. I agree with that. But I really want to beat them. I really do. Um, JC, do you agree with everything that's been said? Um, I uh, I tend to agree more with Steve than I do with Jacob. Um, oh, but. I, 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 yeah, if I was if I was going to make any changes, then it would be Crooks drop drops out for Archer, and I'd put Force wide. Um, but if we keep the same team as uh, as Brighton, hopefully Lennon returns uh, in the centre half position, and um, that that would be that would be great, and and bring Cameron Archer on at uh, half time or or. Fifty-five minutes um, to give him a decent, a decent run. Um, so yeah, I, I, would, I would, I would say not many changes, um, but give Cameron some decent minutes. Yeah, I, th- I, th- I think it's a given, isn't it? I, Cameron doesn't make many changes. I think he's made. Is it the grand total of three since he's been in charge? So um, yeah, I can't see many changes being made, but. Um, well, there's one thing left for me to to, to pose the question. I'll start with you, Yusuf, because um, you were so confident. Give me a score prediction. I think it's going to be two 0 to the borough. Um, I think um, we're, we're 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 flying at the minute. Um, obviously, Brighton uh, game aside, we're flying. Um, just keep the momentum going. Um, I think Tuba's going to get another goal. Um, and I think Riley McGree's going to score another goal. I'm not saying that just to wind Jacob up. I, I genuinely think he'll get another goal. Because um, I think he, he... I've got to defend Riley McGree because I think he gives us a great balance on that left-hand side because I think Ryan Giles at left-back, he's so go- great going forward. And I think what McGree does is he kind of cuts in quite centrally, which allows Giles to basically have that whole left-hand side to himself. And I think that gives us a, a great um, balance um, and I think you know he's he scored some vital vital goals for us, and um, yeah, I think it's, it's 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 it gives us a great like yeah balance to the side. So I think he's going to score um, a very good goal and probably set up uh, Tuba's goal as well. So I think yeah, um, two 0 to the mighty Borough. Do, do you want to respond to that, Jacob? Before I ask you your score prediction, uh, no, because that means it, as long if you know if he scores an assist, that means we we should win. So that'll do for me. There you go. So, what will your score prediction be? One one. 
So he's not going. He's not going to score and assist then, is he? Unless he no, assists himself. No, he won't. All right, one one. Um, Steve, I think it's going to be a tight game. Uh, under Carrick, we don't uh, keep many clean sheets, uh, but we do tend to outscore sides. And I'm going to go with that that narrative, and that's going to continue with Middlesbrough going to nick it two goals to one. Um, regarding Ryan McGree, is I, I have to agree with Yusuf. I've been on here a long while now, and the two players, as you all know, boys that I've been champion, the cause is the two international players who I like, which is Zach Steffen and Ryan McGree, in the international players, because they've got that little bit extra quality. And I think Ryan McGree is just starting to show now why we brought him to the club, why Celtic wanted him for the Champions League. And he's just starting to put that little bit of class into his game, and not just his goals, but the way he's controlling the game, running the game, keeping the ball ticking over, lovely bits of skill and a little bit of quality. And I think he's really, really looking a good footballer. Uh, we haven't had that type of player, in my opinion, in Middlesbrough, even though he was slightly different position, since someone like Lee Tomlin, who could really get on the ball and drop his shoulder and go past somebody. Not lightning quick. I know... So I sort of get what Jacob says. He, 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 and Jacob obviously likes a player that's the flying machine, and he's not that. But he's a really, really clever footballer and somebody that Middlesbrough haven't had for a long time. So have to agree with Yusuf. So two one Middlesbrough. This nicket, Ryan McGreal score. What a lot of love for Ryan McGreal. I'm liking it. Uh, JD. Um. Well, I, I agree with Steve. Two one. Um. Can I just go back to the Brighton game? Do you remember when it was 1-1 and McGree was set up and took the ball into the box, kicking towards the south stand, and I think he he put one eye in the corner and, and Steele made a great save. Yeah. And, you know, that that's what we can get from Riley McGree. And... At the time, I thought it was a bad miss, but since I've seen it, it was a, it was a decent save by Steele. But, but anyway, I was just following on from like the Riley McGree discussion. Um, I also I also like him. Um, I think he's, he's, he's quick, he's neat. Um, I sometimes wish when he gets the ball in midfield that his first choice is to turn towards the opposition goal rather than turn towards, because I think he's got that quick turn and he can get away from a player, however. Um, yeah, so I think we'll win uh, 2-1 on Saturday. Um, I want us to come out the traps like um, Jacob mentioned earlier. I want us to really sort of impose ourselves because they're a tough team. Um, Millwall are always battlers. Uh, it seems to be in sort of their club DNA, you know, that uh, they, they give us a right tough game. Um, so I want us to win that battle early and set our stamp on the game um, and, and go on to win it. So, so yeah, that's why I've, I've chosen to. Um, I, I, think they, I think they'll cause us problems and score because they've got a, a decent goal scorer, haven't they? Ten goals, what's his name? Um, uh, Tom Bradshaw. No, no. Um, Fleming. That's him. Oh, yeah. yes, I am yeah. Fleming, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's got ten goals um so he's one that uh, we'll have to be wary of. But but I think we've got. I think if we can get back on track, 
from forget about the Brighton game, you know, just write it off to the just and listen to it. Um, it, it. It's a game that we're capable of winning. We've got home advantage. Like I say, we'll have a big, noisy crowd behind us. So, 2 1. <clears throat> yeah, I'll, I'll make it a hat trick. I think 2 1, to be honest. Um, I can't see us keeping a clean sheet, but I can see us outscoring Millwall. Um, <clears throat> I expected a really tough game Saturday, to be honest. A really, really tough game. But I just fancy us to, to, to nick it um, and, keep, and keep that momentum in the league going. Um, and sorry, Jacob, I fancy, I do fancy Ryan agree to score first for me, too. So, I mean, you can get me decent odds on that. Um, I'll be having a flutter on that, I think. But, um, I say it'd be a massive three points as well. Massive three points because, as say, doing the the hunt to the playoffs with us, um, they're going to be around us all season, I think. So, we to get one up on them, it'd be, be brilliant, especially after especially after the performance we put in at the den. I thought we were a bit lackluster at the den. Uh, I know it was getting towards the end of um, you know, um, Leo's tenure. I know Leo wasn't having. Um, the best time with the players. He was fuming actually after that game. So, but yeah, I fancy to to overturn that definitely. Go on, Steve. I was just thinking there as well. Jacob's going to be loving Saturday because we can pain, finally put this debate to bed. Who is the better player, Riley uh, McGree <laughs> or George Savile? It's the well, George Savile derby. I think you might say. I think I think we might say. <laughs> I hope not, because uh, that means I'll probably win Millwall, but, you know, I think we'll see. <clears throat> well, oh. we, 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 know, we know how tight this division is, you know. Between <laughs> us and 15th place, there's only five points. So yeah. a, win, a win on Saturday is crucial. Really. It, it would be a big win. It doesn't pull us clear of anybody, but it just keeps us up there. And, and um, you know, three points that we get. Not, not everybody else behind us is going to get the three points, so we'll create some sort of cushion. Yeah, I think definitely. it's important not to lose, isn't it? It's, it's even more important not to lose. If we can't win it, don't lose. Because even if you draw, you, you, you keep yourself in the mix, don't you? It's a must-not lose, really, for me. Of course you do. I see you're absolutely right with that. Um, completely agree with um, with the helmet points mentioned there. And uh, on that note, um, we'll leave it there. Um Gentlemen, thank you very much for, for popping on and having a chat with me. Um, good to catch up. First one of the year, um, done and dusted. On the night that Borough scored seven at Sunderland. Um, hopefully that's in Ireland for a couple of weeks' time. Um, we'll leave it there. It's, um, you know, if you haven't got a ticket on Saturday, um, I've got a spare one, actually. So if you want a ticket, shout me. And you can have it. Get yourself on Block 23 with us lot. It's a good laugh now. It's the the uh, the blocks filling up nicely now, isn't it, JD? It's um, we've got a nice little atmosphere going up there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. Yeah, we've got um, yeah, we've got numbers joining us every year. It seems, and um, yeah, I know we don't have the drum that all the stadium can hear, but we've got some loud voices. Apparently, I'm a, I, I can be heard in the south standard. I don't believe that for one minute, you I promise you, I heard it last game. <laughs> I heard it against uh, Brighton. Um, it was- was the first time that I I heard it for a while actually because uh, you know since um 
think uh, the, the the Neil Warnock um, uh, at the, the time because obviously when Wilder was in charge, the atmosphere is quite good and uh, Carrick and whatnot. But honestly, on on Saturday, I'm not even going to lie. I heard, I heard, I heard it because it was quite quiet in the South Stand at one stage. So, I hundred percent heard you. Right. Well, I'm going to give I'm going to give it to Yusuf. Give us a song from the North Stand. Please do, please do, and uh, yeah. <laughs> And if you can't, if, and if you can't hear us, look out for the flag. Yeah, I will. Yeah, if you haven't got to get yourself in block twenty-three. So there's not many tickets left in the stand. I had a little lot this morning. There's not many left. Um, stadium's feeling nice actually for Saturday, so it should be a good atmosphere. Um, and thank you very much for listening. Thank you very much for subscribing, liking, commenting, and getting involved. And we'll uh, we'll have a chat again next week. Um. So yeah, I'll leave it there. Arrivederci. Up the butter. Up the butter. Good to speak to all you fellas.